You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Salutations, cool cats and cuties. Welcome, one and all, to the anime podcast of some sort. Brought to you for the very first time from our friends at Podcast Detroit. Thank you guys so, so much at Podcast Detroit for allowing us to embark on a brand new endeavor in in the world of podcasting. I'm David Majors, also known as DJM, my co-host, one of the greatest and most understanding people I've ever known in my wacky hobby of podcasting, Jack D'Allister. What's up, Jack? It's It's a brand new step in the journey. It is. We're keeping it wild. We're keeping it wacky. We're keeping it of some kind, of some sort, of some animation something my brain is breaking i'm just so excited to be here i, I am too. Not even, even there I, I am too this is the first time i've excited. ever done a real podcast in a real studio that wasn't just my home over skype and, and all of that business and big shout out to ryan the engineer for uh making this happen for being with us today who also i found out just coming in is also an anime fan himself what's up ryan i think the north stars are aligning you know with this anime podcast and me being an engineer that likes podcasts about anime so, it's yeah, it's this perfect is very cool very Th- nice this to is be on the show. it, it finally I, I feel like this this just might work out, Jack. This just might work out. But I think I think we need a little bit more help. Now we had a, a last minute change of plans because you know podcasting that happens. Uh, but joining us on this episode from the Dojo Talk Podcast, the one, the only, Mister Mike Will. Mike, thank you <laughs> for joining us at extremely the last minute. No problem. The last last minute uh podcast substitute teacher. So I really <laughs> appreciate it. Podcasting gentlemen. <laughs> like it it was pre-show everybody. Pre-show uh, on my way driving to the studio uh making plan changes on the fly. But you've had enough of that. Let's talk about the the cartoons. The let's have our conversations about Japan animation. So uh, just a quick news story, because that's kind of what we do here. Uh, there was some news from uh, the Mighty Crunchyroll uh, that caused a little bit of a stir, you guys, uh, for the first time ever uh, since the site went legit with its anime streaming in 2006, Crunchyroll announced its first price increase. Uh, for the premium subscribers in the U.S., Great Britain, and Australia, and other parts of the world, the monthly price of Crunchyroll for premium subscriptions will go from six ninety five to seven ninety nine. So, just about a dollar uh, from four ninety nine to six fifty uh, euros. So, it'll be about a dollar ish in increase across the board. Now, everything generally will stay the same for Crunchyroll. If you don't want to pay for it, you can still watch it with the ads. And if you're a yearly subscriber, 
your subscription won't change uh, for the next year. You won't see a change until 2020. But in the next couple of months, starting in May, there will be the $1 increase. Now, Jack, uh, being the old guy that I am, I remember way back when, when Crunchyroll was still just a piracy site for the anime and the Korean and Japanese dramas. Uh, This was way, way, way back when. I I remember the day the news broke out in 2006 that Crunchyroll had gone legit. Uh, This was back in 2006. Uh, Young David was still serving his country in the United States Air Force back then. This has been a really, really, really long time coming, Jack. I'm really surprised at how much, how much consternation I suppose this saw that Crunchyroll is raising their prices by a dollar. What do you think? Well, if I if I have to go with the internet zeitgeist, it seems like holy smokes, a dollar. <laughs> My God, there could be nothing so worse than a dollar rise in price. Okay, legitimately, a dollar, really? If it were, let me let me put it this way: uh, five dollars is not a lot of money. Six dollars is not a lot of money. Seven dollars is not a lot of money. I think it'd have to be a significant couple of bucks rise in price before I'm like, eh. You know, I feel like if it were eking towards maybe like eight ninety nine and above would be where I start to get outraged, but people are really flipping their shit. I guess the idea is, oh, you're raising the price and you're not adding anything extra to it. And I'm also seeing at the end of this article, which you've put here, uh, that they're announcing a new division for all the original content, which we've uh, previously mentioned on the podcast, such as the uh, well-documented, despite there being nothing, uh, no footage whatsoever of it, High Guardian Spice, etc. Those are going to be an entirely different division, possibly their own service that you'd pay for by itself. I don't think a dollar's that big of a deal, David, especially considering they're just pretty much legit still good official release good subs good it's good content i don't really see why a a dollar makes that much of a difference uh ryan like i said uh crunchyroll went legit in 2006 so 13 years ago and this is their first price increase ever uh am i the only one that feels like this really isn't a big deal at all like especially since They've never risen their price, and every other streaming service has risen their prices over and over and over again over the years. Uh, Netflix, uh, since they were going from DVDs to streaming, Hulu, all the others. Never Crunchyroll. So when I saw this happen and they raised it one whole dollar, and I saw the internet lose their shit over it, am I crazy for thinking that wasn't really a big deal? Anime is getting popular, scaring us fans out there. <laughs> I, I guess, I guess, and and Mike, I guess I'm, I guess maybe I'm just because I'm old and I remember the bad old days when it was much much harder to get anime. I, I really don't see why people were losing their minds over this. It's it was a dollar increase for the website that has been kind of the the backbone of 
Western anime access now for coming up on 15 years. Yes. So, yeah, they, they raised it a dollar. Mike, what do you think? It's always funny when people complain about price rate uh, raises because I imagine that like 80% of those people don't even pay for the service anyway. <laughs> like they're just angry to just be a part of the wave. And on a like a slightly unrelated side note, um, anybody who is complaining, I'm going to tell you guys to count your blessings while you have them. Because um, in my world, in uh, combat sports, we actually just had a similar thing. Um, there's a streaming service called The Zone that I use, which is currently $9.99 a year. Starting next year, it's going to go from $9.99 to $19.99. A year? Yes, okay, in a year. Okay. Yeah. Um, so how- that's a jump that... Quick you know, sidebar. Quick sidebar. Since I know you're a combat sports guy, how are you feeling about uh, ESPN Plus and the UFC? How do you feel about that one? Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> see, <laughs> what happened was to go on a tangent. I'm gonna no, try no. Not to go on a tangent. Should we move on? Should we move on? No, no, I, I can do a quick, quick right. spiel. <laughs> Just a, a really quick. And overall, like the UFC and the ESPN deal in general has been great. And I've done nothing but praise it up until about three days ago when they said that the pay-per-views will now strictly be on ESPN+. Plus. Uh-huh. Because to, to make a long story short, you're basically forcing people, you're forcing everybody to get this service. And to me, the only people who are really going to win out of this is the UFC. Because I assume, I don't know the deal, the exact terms of the deal, but they got paid a good chunk of it. So they've, the check's already been cashed. They're already happy. They're running to the bank. But everybody else who's just a fan, it's like if you nobody wants to just have to pay for ESPN Plus on top of that, then pay for the pay-per-views because it's not like you're getting a discount. I have to pay for ESPN Plus. And on top of that, I'm still have to pay an additional 60, 70, how much ever the pay-per-views are. Oh, that part I was not aware of because, you know, with the WWE Network, you get the network for $9.99 a month, but you also get all of the pay-per-view events. I didn't know that you still had to. would never be so generous. Okay. Okay. (laughs) He would never be so generous. So, no, I'm not. Yeah, the pay-per-view thing, not, not a fan. Not a fan at all. Do you guys think we're getting to a point with all of these streaming services where the the bubble might burst? It's going to happen. I think it might happen sooner than later because I, I was talking with a friend about this the other day. Like, think about a couple of years ago, not even like five or six years ago, when we all were just leaving cable because it just it cost too much. Like you were paying, ex, you know, excess of a hundred dollars plus. You really only watch like three channels anyway. And it was just kind of like, what what am I keeping this for? And streaming at the start, in the beginning, I thought it was cool. It was a good idea. But now if you start to add up, depending on what your tastes are, like for me, I watch combat sports, watch anime. Um, I try to watch movies, so I have Netflix, but I'm terrible at watching movies. But that's another story. But thing being is these prices of these streaming services, because now everybody wants to have some kind of service they offer. It's going to add up to as much as cable <laughs> at some point. And then we're all just going to be kind of back where we started. And the worst thing is a lot of these companies that are doing these streaming services, they don't even have like great content. Like they just want to make a streaming service just for the sake of having a service. And they don't even really have the the content to really like justify it. So yeah, I think it's going to I think it's going to it's going to burst soon. I've got two words for you. 
Disney Plus. <laughs> that is all. Just just Google go to Wikipedia. Look at look at what they're planning. It's not cool. I want to call the police even and, if nothing's really been And Jack, breached. I think we need to give Crunchyroll uh, a lot of credit here uh, because of their their big brother Verve uh, along with Crunchyroll. When you take a look at just how much content Crunchyroll and Verve are providing. Uh, if you have Verve uh, with Crunchyroll included, it's nine ninety nine, and they and have, the price does not change, right? No, it doesn't. And they bada have bing, a ton of content from various places: uh, Rooster Teeth, Crunchyroll, uh, all of all, all kinds of things, including like old school Nickelodeon stuff. And that is a great service. But if you're just one company inside of one box with your content that's really going to make a lot of people mad which brings me back to the point why i said i don't really see why people are making such a big deal about crunchyroll raising their price for the first time in 13 years could purchase a coffee in this day and age but i have to pay just about that much for a large at California Favorite Patch Brothers. So uh, quit your whining. Quit, quit your, your whining. whining. It's for a good cause. It's for a good it's cause. It's a doula. <laughs> Please support the official <laughs> release for the love of God. We've been saying it since the beginning. If you don't like it for Crunchyroll, just go to Verve and you'll get three other channel situations you'll going get on. get all just sorts just... of 90s Nickelodeon stuff, you guys. If you're feeling nostalgic. Now... Keeping it right here current instead of jumping nostalgic, uh, there is a Smash story, Jack, that, that you saw. Uh, what's going on with, with this story about Smash and Cuphead? What's going on? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, I, I know uh, Cuphead. Cup- that's your game, right? Cuphead's your that game. Is, that is indeed my game. Uh, it is fantastic. Uh, please go play it if you have not. Uh, I know that it seems strange to talk about it years later, but I mean... It's awesome, and they're still due to do some DLC, so couldn't be a better time to jump in. Anyhow, David, uh, Cuphead's made a little bit of a switch to the Nintendo Switch. It's getting that port, which I think is going to be absolutely phenomenal. And uh, there was a bit of a discussion uh, with indie developers in regards to porting to Nintendo Switch alongside publisher and developer relations Kirk Scott and Jared Moldenhauer went on record having this to say about Cuphead and Mugman in Smash Brothers Ultimate. I've dreamed of Smash Brothers. Cuphead and Mugman belong in there. So basically, if fans want it, I couldn't see how Nintendo wouldn't want the fans to get what they wanted. I think that they would because they support their fans a lot. If Nintendo was keeping their fans happy, I'd be more than pleased to make that the easiest transition. Just a piece of paper. We don't need anything. You can have those characters make an appearance. So... He's extremely excited about the prospect, and it seems like he even would lend their artistic uh, style to the process. And David, I'm not much into Smash Brothers like everybody knows, but it seems like they're constantly trying to drag me in with stuff. I do know for a fact that there is a character that isn't implemented in the game that has a kind of similar style that would work really well for this Mr. Game & Watch you know, he's kind of that flat asset as opposed to a 3D model. So I think that this could be done, especially if, you know, Jared's going on record saying just a piece of paper. But um, I'm just going to open it up, uh, you know, or go around the horn like uh, 
but what do you guys think about this? Because I think that ought to be that would be a lot of fun and it'd be a really interesting breakthrough for indie developers, especially such a you know visually striking game. I think Cuphead and Mugman would be absolutely phenomenal in Smash. Uh, I feel like just in terms of what they do, in terms of their attacks and their style as characters in the game, I think it's perfect for Smash. I think that if they were to work with the developer of the game, it would be a fantastic uh, stage. They, they would have a wonderful stage. A uh, best example I can think of is when Ryu from Street Fighter got put into Smash. The stage for Ryu it was fantastic. Uh, they got the the Japan stage. They did Ryu's theme, and it was phenomenal. I think this would be a knockout. I think this is an absolute no brainer. I really think this would be brilliant. I think it's something absolutely that should happen. I think Cuphead characters would be absolutely perfect for Smash. Mike? Yeah, even as someone who doesn't... I've never played Cuphead, but I've I've just like kind of watched videos of it. And it actually does look like something that's up my alley. So eventually I do need to get around to it. But Cup- Cuphead is coming to the Switch, right? Yes. Like the, yes. Yeah, so yeah, this is like a no... And... Smash Brothers since launch has just been winning. Like, <laughs> like this game just it can't do any wrong. Even though I'm not thrilled about every character they add, like I didn't really much care for the uh God, what was the It's one of the items on Mario Kart. It's like the the Piranha Plant? Yeah, yeah, I, I don't care about Piranha Plant. But other I people think, were happy. <laughs> I think the memes have been pretty great. Like the whole the whole oh, there's this piranha and there's PD Piranha and there's Smilex right. and there's Mega Smilex. It, like that's been pretty fun. But you know, I, I agree with you. That's a little bit out there. I think but, that's just Nintendo kind of having themselves a, a moment. But e- even with that, like they even though I don't like it, uh, I've seen other people who've enjoyed it, and it just seems like every character they add they find ways to draw more people in, get people hyped. I mean, the game at launch, just regular at base form, was already amazing. Cuphead, from what I understand, had a pretty big fan base. I know a lot of people who like really love that game. So for Nintendo, this is definitely a no. It's definitely a no brainer. And Smash Brothers, I feel, is just one of those games that no matter how wacky the character is, they'll find a way to fit them in there and like make it make sense. Because like you said, if Mister Game and Watch can be in here. And he he is just one of the uh that guy, he's so weird. I love him though. But if he can fit in this game, if if we throw Piranha Plant in here, there's no reason that Cuphead can't be in here wrecking shop. Um yeah, I I think this is a no brainer. If if Nintendo's smart, which I, I trust them to be, they'll they'll knock this out the park because this game has just been it like I said, it's been winning from the beginning and this will just be an, a, another reason to get people who might have been on the fence about Smash this might be, you know, maybe this will be what'll get them to come over. They can join the dark side with us. <laughs> uh, being the lifelong Sega slash Sony PlayStation guy, I'm. I feel like, and and I did enjoy Cuphead quite a bit uh, when I did get to play it. I feel like, as someone who is on the outside of the Nintendo periphery, they've done quite a bit of stuff that's really gotten my attention with smash brothers and and cuphead is just one of those things because like a lot of people i enjoy fighting games and smash has always kind of been in the corner of my eye but in recent times this has been really intriguing especially with ryu from street fighter and and now cuphead so for me on the outside this is definitely something that's intriguing i'm not sure if it's 
quite enough for me to get a switch yet. Uh, I've flirted with it. Do it. It's pretty awesome. As I've said <laughs> awesome. on the podcast many, many times before, your boy DJM has never owned a Nintendo console. This, this is the perfect one. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. With cut, uh, Cuphead, too. Sorry to cut you out. I didn't mean to. But uh, it's especially with the aesthetics of how that game is with the bosses and how Smash Brothers like Wouldn't tries that be to a great in. character know, stage? Know? That would be an amazing yeah, character stage. stage. It'd be, it'd be like kind of like the Atari thing, you know, where, uh, you know, it just pops up as, uh, you know, like a tro- assist trophy and all that stuff. And like to have one of those bosses just pop up and like you had to fight your friends yeah. or whatever, like with... Any one of those bosses would just be nuts, you know? <laughs> I'm imagining uh, there's a soundstage, uh, and they have, you know, the biggest, bestest curtain, haha, uh, for Sally stage play. And I'm just imagining, you know, you could get, like, four or five, you know, like, boss assets or mini-boss characters and just kind of, like, you know, cycle them through. That'd be a lot of fun. Of course, no one would ever play it because, you know, they're boring. <laughs> it would be an awesome stage to play if you played the stages, people. I think Donkey Kong once, and everyone's like, ah, "I don't want to play." If if they do actually do this, which I hope they will, this this is why I like when I get DLC from PlayStation games. A lot of times, I just feel like I'm being robbed. Like like I don't know. I feel dirty after I buy PlayStation DLC, but I feel like with the Switch. Like their games are already awesome at launch, and everything they literally add afterwards. So you weren't a fan of Negan and Tekken Seven, I take it. I well, I can't say because I haven't gotten a chance to play them. Okay, I'll give give Tekken a pass. I like Negan. Yeah, get knocked. I guess with (laughs) with a lot of the PlayStation games, you didn't like Noctis Ryan. A lot of games in general. A lot of their DLC to me just feels kind of like I feel when I'm being robbed. If the game at launch already wasn't that great, and then you just try to give me DLC to keep me coming back i feel like with nintendo at least the games that i play the games that launch themselves are perfect and everything else is literally just a bonus i don't feel like i'm being robbed i don't feel like this is them just trying to do a quick cash grab like it feels genuine so if i I would be happy paying how much ever you know a season pass for like cuphead would cost I don't know if it's just a layover from the, the time when they would just be cartridge exclusive. You know, they they continued on with cartridges longer than anybody, you know, up through the 3DS and even now with Switch. So, like, I wonder if it's that manner of thing. Even now that we have, you know, online DLC and stuff like that, it still feels like, you know, you have your full contained game within that. That seems to be a philosophy that they've kept. And... Thank goodness, because I, I get so tired of DLC. DLC is really only something I want if I just want more of the game, which, again, kind of bring it in or back around Cuphead. Uh, I think it would be, you know, very good publicity for them to go, okay, we've uh, released Cuphead for the Switch, and then here's the Cuphead DLC, which is now also going to be, you know, ported onto the Switch. If that dropped, and then they go, yep, and Cuphead's at Smash, that'd just be, can you imagine the PR burst? That would be really amazing. Wait. So I would be looking out for that. Way, you know? be- way better than that uh, Steve Minecraft trailer. Jeez. <laughs> oh, no. That no, we don't talk about a, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Put right. Cuphead in. <laughs> All right. Well, then in that case, we're not going to talk about that. And I'm going to do what I always do on this podcast when Jack brings up Nintendo stuff. I'm going to provide balance and bring up a Sega story. 
And there is a news story of a brand new retro gaming console from the folks at Analog, uh, who recently also came out with the Analog Super NT to uh, high reviews. And now the Mega SG is coming out from Analog. Uh, Everyone knows that retro gaming is a thing. It's in now. Uh, And for the first time, I saw this console, the the Mega SG from Analog, and it had me really, really intrigued. Uh, One, because it was hardware emulation, uh, and it had a pretty good adaptation of the Sega Genesis hardware, uh, along with adaptation to modern TVs, so there's no need to get your CRT. We're not playing Smash Melee, everybody. Uh, But the thing that really got to me about this, that had me the most intrigued. I understand the appeal of retro gaming. Trust me on that. Uh, But there has always been one kind of mental block with it for me. And that is the fact that, and I'm really glad that with fighting games, uh, this is kind of a barrier of entry that's lowered. When it comes to old consoles, I like my old controllers. I like my old controllers. When I had my Sega Genesis, I always played it with my old Genesis controllers. And nowadays with retro gaming, it's a little hard to find adaptable controllers. And what I've been seeing with the reviews of the Mega SG, along with working with, uh, it does have ports for the Sega Genesis original controllers. Uh, There are also wireless controllers that are in the vein of the Sega Genesis 6 button controllers, which is great if you're going to play Mortal Kombat 3, trust me. And with retro gaming, you guys, that has always been my one thing. Um, How do you feel about this? Retro gaming? Uh, am I just being old guy again where, oh, I just like playing with my Sega Genesis controller. I can't play Sonic 2 on my ps4 controller it just feels weird am i just being the old guy again no i am absolutely with you with that david i i'm i'm the insane soul that is like the nintendo 64 controller's not that bad okay (laughs) if it cut up your palm that just means that you are made of flesh and you can be killed and you are mortal and i pity you because that does not apply to me I feel like uh, – Ryan, and please jump in on this. Uh, I feel like one big thing about a lot of these retro gaming machines, whether they're done through the Raspberry Pis or, or whatever, is how they're adaptable to modern televisions. But I think that one big technological hangup is the controllers. And I feel like what I'm seeing from this machine, this is something that they really took to heart and put in mind. So – I love when I see these retro gaming machines uh, when they keep that in mind for how the games feel. What do you think? Well, I guess the only way – the only thing I'm thinking of right now is not to take away from what you're talking about with Sega, but they just kind of did this since we were just talking about Smash Brothers and all this stuff. They made that whole big ordeal about bringing the uh, – GameCube controller to the Switch and to the people that want to, you know, that's big for. And Smash. it's like that, it, you know, had nothing to do with the game really. It just was this controller thing and the system. So, and sad to say, GameCube is retro now. I would say <laughs> so. 
Um, I am quite pleased with the amount of um, knockoff and official uh, Super Nintendo USB controllers. I'm most certainly picking one up soon because I, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah, I had to emulate uh, Super uh, Mario for uh, the a, randomizer. A lot of the Sega controllers are not great. They're not great. I like the Genesis controller well enough. No, I, I mean, mean like I got, I got like through modern, some like, of Sonic Two. Like emulate oh. emulated ones. How are you doing on Sonic Two, by the way? Uh, well, I mean, I did kind of give it up for uh, Sonic CD for a while because okay. Sonic CD is really nice, David. Yes, it is. <laughs> I distracted. I'm sorry. No, I have no. all these games no. at my disposal, and I'm one man. D- Jack, uh, going from Sonic 2 to Sonic CD is literally nothing to apologize for. That is, well, this, that is, this that, is like, you won't find a Sonic fan that'll disagree. This is like if I gave you Bowser's Inside Story and Super Paper Mario and went, okay, go, go and enjoy yourself. Like, you know, through one and then the other, like you'd start playing one, maybe play the other and go, no, no. And, and my answer is done. like. Do both. Like, get get you a man that can do both. You you can have okay, Sonic Two and and Sonic Two. Yeah, you're you're more than welcome. Also, about this console, it has Game Genie access that I saw. You can put in Game yes. Genie codes. That is so rad. This, this console is making me really sad sexy. because I don't have any of my old Sega games anymore. No, <laughs> I, I lost mine in a fire a few oh. years ago, but uh, they're they're pretty easy to find. So I yeah, uh, I just to come co- down here. Just a couple of days ago, I, I made a list of all of the Sega games that I had, and then I started looking around like locally, and yeah, pe- people still have them. So yeah, I'm, to I'm, be honest, all I want is Comic Zone. That's, ooh, that's good. Sh- that was on my list. That was hard on my list. Game, hard game. There are tons of used record stores around here that are just teeming with specifically Sega cartridges. It's unreal. I, I would, this, I would this absolutely really kill to play NBA Jam again. <laughs> I I will I will be on the lookout for you specifically, David, the next time I'm in that area, which I often am because it's near the waterfront and I love me some water. Just, just stay away from the aquatic ruin zone in Sonic 2 then. Just I, get, get out while you can. <laughs> I need to make the drowning theme my uh, alarm again. No, since, no, you don't. Since classes have started up. Don't no, do I that. need to. I need that, that would be the worst that, thing to hear. Seven, first thing in the Jack, morning. don't give yourself that anxiety. I've, I've lived that life. You don't want it. <laughs> okay. I would knock everything down in my room if that was the first thing that I heard when I woke up. Like... <laughs> I would slap everything <laughs> trying to get to my alarm. <laughs> I'll get that hedgehog. <laughs> oh man, I, I like this retro kind of comeback though. Like it, it reminds me of. I don't think we gave ourselves enough credit back in the day, like how good at video games we actually were. Because oh, I, I have the SNES Classic, and I've been trying to beat like Contra, and I'm like, how, what? The, what was I doing when I was like four? How did I get past this game? Because I can't, I can't get past stage two now. Like, I I don't know. It's like I the don't know. Benjamin Button of like video game sense. skills. You know, you're like yeah. the muscle memory. <laughs> you're just, so good when you you're have... little, and then you get older when your brain should be functioning a lot, a way better capacity. You're like, I can't understand I can't this at all. This. <laughs> like, I get frustrated so quick. <laughs> but I'm definitely with you with the controllers because actually last last weekend I went to GameStop. 
And it's funny because I, I was supposed to go there for one purpose, but that Luigi GameCube controller was staring me in the face. And I was like, oh, if I get this, I'll play Smash again. But what was played- your purpose to kick ass or chew bubble gum? Uh, well, I guess I ended up doing both. <laughs> <laughs> again, you can control. do both. You can do both. Yeah, man. I got. I, I, I haven't played it yet. You can like though. Nintendo and Sega. Yeah, you don't I, need- have, I haven't played it yet. It's actually still in the box because I've been busy with uh, uh, Resident Evil and Sekiro. But one of these days, I got I to gotta crack it out. I got to... I got to give it a whirl. You don't it, need, it just it looks beautiful. <laughs> you don't need your hands to chew bubble gum. So. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Uh, all right. Still on consoles before we jump into our big spring 2019 preview spectacular of Doom and Awesomeness. Uh, Jack, what's going on with the Switch these days? We, we've talked a little bit about this with the Xbox with future console releases. Uh, what's going on with the Switch? Well... This is breaking from Kotaku as of today. Uh, Nintendo is going to release two new models of the Nintendo Switch in time for both Christmas and the release of Pokemon Sword and Shield and the new Animal Crossing game. Uh, there's going to be a cheaper option for casual gamers, so that seems to be in line with something like the Nintendo 2DS. And there's going to be an enhanced one targeted at avid gamers and it won't be uh along the lines of the hardware such as xbox one x or the playstation 4 pro uh but it's going to be higher in performance than the standard switch so i was just joking about this david i was just telling somebody in the pavilion i was walking with them to gamestop and going man i'm telling you you know i was i was talking to these guys and they were telling me you know, there's going to be a thing called the new 3DS. And I went, that sounds ridiculous. And then I tell, I told them, so when I went there, I thought, hmm, what if there's going to be a new Nintendo Switch? And I bet you anything, David, that's what they're going to bloody call it. Because they can't stop themselves from taking something that they've given us before and putting new on it. New Super Mario Brothers. New Nintendo 3DS. New Nintendo Switch. Like, I love them, but it's like... It's like, ah, Nintendo, you are the Pixar of video games. I loves you, but I, I can't stand what you're doing now. That's not fair. I'm loving this Bark Shorts. That's, that's this sounds there, so. like uh, what Sony and Microsoft are doing with the advent of 4K uh, and uh, broadband internet becoming more accessible. Uh, essentially, they are making a Switch Pro is what it sounds like just to simplify things uh uh, details of this are still coming in like jack said it broke today but it sounds like uh, i know in the past nintendo hasn't necessarily jumped too quickly on being a streaming device and a media device uh but maybe that seems to be what they're doing with what these con with the bigger console will be maybe it'll be a bit more friendly to media and, and larger amounts of data, possibly for streaming. Maybe that's the design. Maybe they're doing something that will have 4K TVs in mind, like the PS Pro and like the Xbox One X and, and all the rest. But I guess I understand it, but I also understand why fans would be frustrated. Uh, guys, do, do you have uh, one of the higher-end consoles? Because I really don't know anyone that does outside of like YouTubers. 
And for the sake of this, let's just get it out of the way. Yes, yes, PC Master Race. That We're not talking about PCs. Yeah, y- y'all can just ha- have a minute. <laughs> just, just assume that from the get-go. Uh, do you guys have one of the high-end consoles? Uh, are you are you going to get one? Are you looking at getting one? Because, I mean, we've all seen uh, games now on 4K televisions and what they look like. Do these things tempt you, Mike? Um, t- To be honest, I, I probably would have got one because my, I actually just re- my Switch purchase was actually pretty recent, like within the last year. So had I held out a little longer, I might have gotten one, but I'm I'm pretty content with what I have now. I'm not really into like even across other systems, like I'm not really into like the PS4 Pro or Xbox whatever whatever. I'm I'm a I'm a simple old man. <laughs> I just need the basics and I I can get by. Um but I, there's a small part of me that wish like man, if I'd have just held out a couple more months, could have could have got that, but no, I'm I'm cool. I guess what really surprises what really surprises me about this is that and and uh, I'll throw this to Ryan. I, I don't know. I I haven't seen a lot of 4K TVs really out there being sold yet. Uh, they're out there. They're being sold, but I really don't know who's buying them. Are, are you seeing them? No, nah, like even in my circle of friends and family and stuff. Like I think I can name like one or two, and it's. You know, it, it, yeah, it's, it's not as accessible as I, I think it, you know, 4K seems like it's everywhere, but it's not, you know, and when you see one, you know, it, it's a 4K TV because it looks so amazing. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I hopefully when gets caught up with the market and stuff and gets more to reasonable prices with stuff and gaming and all that, it'll, uh, be in our favor. I suppose maybe. Uh, Jack, would you like to see what Cuphead would look like on a 4K television? Oh, God, why would you tempt me like this? <laughs> I will look at what Cuphead looks like in 4K at a friend's house who has the means to do so. Because I got to tell you, I got by for years on 480p. <laughs> and I've only recently made the jump to, a drum roll please, 720p. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh, without V-Sync. I'm a madman. I'm a mad lad. Put that in r slash mad lads. I think with Cuphead, though, that might be... podcast. uh, I think with Cuphead, that might be kind of like... The trick to it is you probably should watch it on an older TV. If you get too far in the (laughs) future with that, it might, like, I don't know, break the universe or something. (laughs) That's what I'm thinking. Like, a lot of stuff that I really like, you know, being a love of... um, A lover of animation, uh, you know, a lot of that stuff doesn't really hold up the more <laughs> defined things get. Like, like some of the I've old Tex Avery memes. cartoons on a 4K television. Yeah, that just does make sense. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen more 4K memes than I have, like, you know, actual 4K TVs in IRL or, like, you know, just, uh, you know, 4K DVD cases that say, I've got 4K on this. And I'm just like, please, I just want a fucking DVD. Why do I have to buy the damn Blu ray? <laughs> I just want something for my mom. <laughs> it's her <laughs> birthday. Jesus. I feel like I literally only buy Blu-rays because I'm like, I really love packaging for some reason. Like I like things with like bright artwork. I think that's the only reason I buy Blu-ray DVDs. Cause I honestly don't really care about quality. As long as I can see the movie, I, I don't care what it looks like. 
If you like bright artwork, I've got somebody you can talk to, but uh, I guess you're already doing that. I, I mean, 4K is uh, it's an interesting gimmick, but, you know, I feel like we're all just kind of set in, well, we've got our devices and it doesn't really seem necessary. But uh, I don't feel as if Nintendo specifically is going to go, oh, hey, I'm only going to be for 4K. I feel like they might perhaps go... Uh, you know, they might have like maybe an adapter on the console for a 4K something, a thingamajig. I'm going to pretend like I know what I'm talking about, except I don't. <laughs> Let's pretend that a 4K situation happens with an adapter. I think that's something I've heard before. Uh, you know, maybe they might include that, but I don't think it's going to be something that they advertise or do specifically. It might be something that they either make a per- Okay, so if we start a Patreon again, one of the goals is going to be to get Jack an HD television. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> Please. So, something no. with 1080. David, David, I'm t- stop. Please, I have a DVD player and a VHS player built into my TV. Oh, God. It's beautiful. <laughs> my, it's beautiful. My dad had one of those. He, he most Leave me did. alone. I can play my N64 and I can watch old anime. Well, we can, we can watch new anime too because uh, it is almost time for the spring 2019 season to jump off and get going. So let's just take a look at a few of the shows that are that are happening for this upcoming season. Now, with APOS, there's one ground rule with the seasonal shows of things that might have you intrigued or interested. And generally, it's no shows that are already airing, that are long airing, that are mega popular. So, like, no Attack on Titan, no Gintama, no One Piece. We all know everybody's going to be watching all those already. And, and we'll, we'll throw One Punch Man in there as too, because everybody's going to be watching season two of One Punch Man. So, Generally, we're going to do this around the horn style, and I'll start off with a show that I saw on Anachart for the spring season called You Know, Y-U underscore no. Uh, it will... What do I know? <laughs> no, no. But Yes? <laughs> no. You Who's know. first? You know. Uh, it looked like a kind of a sci-fi adventure show uh, starring a young man named Takuyu Arima, whose father, a historian, conducted various researches, disappeared recently. During a summer vacation, he receives a peculiar package from his missing father, along with a letter containing information about the existence of various parallel worlds. So it might be a parallel universe show as well. At first, Takia doesn't take it seriously, but soon he realizes that he possesses a device that allows him to travel to alternate dimensions. Is his father alive after all? If so, where is he? So this is pretty much right in my wheelhouse as far as like sci-fi and and doing all kinds of weird alternate universe stuff maybe if they might get a little hard sci-fi and talk about time travel and all that kind of stuff so this one really caught my eye as being like a really interesting kind of unique show why you underscore no you know so i i think that one looked pretty cool for me it sounds like a david show and and I'm going to keep an eye on it. Jack, you're next. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, I just want to say going 
And like off of Anachart, there's a lot of in continuations of seasons, a lot of sequels, a lot of second seasons, a lot of follow ups. And I just kind of want to. I will say that I'm I'm a little surprised that uh, there's going to be a new season, Cabinary of the Iron Fortress. It seemed like that one kind of got mixed reviews, but it's it's coming back. Yeah, but I just want to take in a big, <sighs> just a big sigh. Just I'm. I'm I'm shaking my head at that. Uh, but I did find something that really stuck out to me uh, from, the, from the top of the list here, and that's Fairy Gone. That's yeah, that, that was my second one. Looks pretty cool. Yeah. This is looking really cool to me, uh, especially the fact that the characters look like actual grown-ups. That's pretty sweet. Like this kind of, uh, you know, dark art style, and I always love... Uh, you know, a good luminous kind of spark fire flare. So I'm just going to go ahead and uh, read this here. We've got a world where fairies possess and reside within animals, granting them special powers. By surgically removing and transplanting the organs of a possessed animal into a human, humans can partially summon the fairy and use it as a weapon. Eventually, such individuals were used for war and were called fairy soldiers. After a long war, these soldiers lost their purpose and had to reintegrate into society. Uh, so, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who knows, but I like me some Soul Eater. This is making me, this is tickling, tickling the Soul Eater gland. I feel like I could go into hypothalamic shock any minute now from this. It's looking pretty cool. And, I, and I it have... got my, my military sense going. It, it had a little military feel to it. So, yeah, I was definitely with you on this one. Yeah, it's going to center on a recruit of sorts, uh, a recruit of Dorothea named Maria. And this is a, uh, an organization. Dorothea is going to uh, be dedicated to the investigation and suppression of fairy related crimes. So a uh, very interesting premise, really cool artwork. You know, there's some cool creatures on here, you know, looks like the wolf from the front of the three wolf shirts made an appearance and, uh, you know, cool antler lady. I'm just... I am excited for this. This looks very, very promising. Yeah, that that was my second one, actually, Jack. So, hey, uh, Team Apos, we're we're in sync. That's awesome, uh, Mike. Uh, again, good to know. very short notice. We know we appreciate you showing up. Uh, have you seen anything from this upcoming anime season that caught your eye? Um, to be honest, I've been really slacking on anime in general. Um, the only show I'm actually currently watching is uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Never heard uh, of it. Which <laughs> for <laughs> for old listeners uh, that go back to the days of Anime3000.com, this is normally the part of the show where when someone mentions JoJo, you take a drink. Uh, we're we're bringing that one back. It's it's an old standard of this podcast. Oh, so uh, since <laughs> JoJo has been mentioned, everyone take a drink. <laughs> but this, this this show's been it's been awesome because I was actually skeptical coming into the season, but after about the first three episodes, I was pretty sold. Um. The only one other show I've been meaning to watch, and I, I think it's already running, was um, what's it called My Promise Neverland or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. seen a lot of people talking about that, and that one's kind of a. Uh, I don't even really know what it's about, but people who I trust their opinions are telling me it's great. So just based off of you know their trust, 
I'll, I'll probably go check out, check that out. I've um, seen a little bit of it. it. It is a Netflix show, and I'm very, very high on who whoever is picking up Netflix's anime choices. Uh, yeah, they've been they, doing a better job yeah, lately. Yeah, uh, they're, they're great. Job. So anyone out there that that has Netflix, look at their anime library. In the last few years, it's been really, really yeah. awesome. Uh, Ryan. I, I'll, I was, gonna say, I was gonna cheat the question a little bit. The only other series that I haven't mentioned that is not out yet, but I don't think it's coming out in the spring. I don't think it's coming out until later. Um, but anything psychopath related, because I know they're doing a season three by the end of this year, and then they have either two or three movies that are coming out. Um, and I'm like a stand for that series. You're um, you're not alone. Like, yeah, psychopaths is as as the kids say, my aesthetic. Uh, yeah, being the big ghost in the shell nerd, psychopaths is everything, yeah. and I'm I'm it's super. Right, it scratches for that, one. that that itch for me. Like <laughs> it is, it's such a good show. Now I will say I'm I'm really disappointed that from what I saw from the next movie, and I think season three, I don't think Akane is in it, which I think is kind of whack <laughs> because she's a That's really odd. Yeah, she's an awesome character. They replaced her with I ah, I can't remember her name. She was in. I think she was in season two. I can't remember, but no, no, Akane kind of that that hurts because she's a really great character. But that's one of those shows that, in my eyes, they almost can do no wrong. I'm gonna watch regardless, no matter how much I'll complain that she's not there. I'm I'm definitely um, gonna give it a shot myself. Yeah, yeah. So Psycho Psycho Pass is probably like my most anticipated. I, I've been waiting so long for this to come back. All right. Now, while we've been talking, Ryan has been diligently scrolling through uh, the the spring season list. So we'll throw it over to him. Ryan, have you seen anything this season so far that's caught your eye? Well, I hope this isn't breaking your rule, but there's a lot, obviously, continuing shows that I'm looking forward to in spring. But um, I'm glad that they are redoing a uh, Fruits Basket. Yeah. Uh, Yes, that's that's my second one. Thank you. You know, like I was a big fan of when it came out and – when it was at that time since this was like back in the day, we can say. And I the like they didn't go over the entire thing, you know, you gotta read the manga, blah 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 and all that stuff and it didn't look very good. Yeah, that too, but it's like it, it's just funny and how the manga sorta <laughs> Yeah. Well and it it's it's interesting how popular this uh this uh anime was and it took this long for it to get because it's not that complicated and great you know like especially now we have like jojo and all this stuff that's which i'm so glad about but it's uh it's just cool they're kind of bringing back more of a kind of simple you know slice of life kind of anime that uh you know has a good story to it so i think it's kind of prime prime time for that sort of uh, uh, story to really make a big splash again, especially since, um, you know, from the Vita side of things, I for every like, you know, fighting game RPG that, I, you know, catches my eye, there's like a million Arc System Works Axis game published uh, like Otome games, you know, they're just like all over the place. And, you know, they get more and more convoluted and they get animations, you know, you get like stuff like Diabolic Lovers, which is like, and they're all vampires and they're going to kill you eventually at the end of episode 12 and it's like can we please please give give this you know young young girl demographic something that's not gonna give them you know crippling issues later on yeah Yeah, come on come on let's give them something now you know fruits baskets real sweet but now everyone's gonna be afraid to like hugging people now so it's like (laughs) well i mean 
my niece has been watching card captors for I don't know how how long now and you know she she hasn't been concerned about my tarot deck I think we're all in the clear <laughs> I think we're fine yeah all right well Jack I will say don't let your niece watch uh, something that I wanted to mention since we are breaking the rule I, I'll also just throw a quick shout out for uh, the episodic adaptation of Mobile Suit Gundam the origin yay Gundam uh, but there is something, a one-episode return of the show that, in my opinion, was like the surprise smash hit of 2018 that will be showing up for one episode in the spring, and that will be Pop Team Epic. The 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 team behind that stupid, batshit, wonderful show, Pop Team Epic, will be doing one episode. And I think this got me more excited than all the others <laughs> because I, mean, I, I love Jack. I, I know we both loved pop team epic because it was just so off the wall and wonderful and stupid and just kind of brilliant at how stupid it was. It took the piss out of anime at a time when it really needed to be taken out. And, and it was just done at such a high, high level. Uh, so even one more episode of Pop Team Epic, at, at least they recognize that there's a demand for it, which is awesome. So I'm, I'm hyped for that. And I'm hyped for Mobile Suit Gundam The Origin too. So yeah. Can I bring Gundam. up one more? Cause I, this isn't a new anime, but just cause net, talking about Netflix, they're bringing Evangelion back. Come on. I mean, oh, boy. That's, that's <laughs> oh so boy. crazy. You were doing so well. Oh, Ryan. I'm so sorry. Oh, Ryan. Thank you for playing. Here's the thing about the anime podcast of some sort that we, I guess so I should have fired now. <laughs> <laughs> we are the one anime podcast that really. Don't use the E word. No, no. Uh, we're, we're starting the campaign. Watch Razafon instead. All right. Watch Razafon instead, everybody. It's on Amazon. The characters are likable. The mechs are beautiful. The story ends well. Watch Razafon instead. We're not and judging if you, you think- if you watch Evangelion. <laughs> yeah. We're, yeah. We're if, not. If you've already been there, it's fine. But, like, it, I got to say, like, you can't do that to new fandom. You can't do this. These youngins, no. You don't Poison know what they're going to do to Poison Evangelion. We got to protect the internet from this and, and believe me if you think it's gonna be good if you're gonna like start watching it or start reading the manga like i said it on twitter i thought it was the funniest thing i gotta say it here they're gonna have you in the first half not gonna lie and then they'll break you oh no I, i've Don't already seen it, it. i'm just i'm just glad it's gonna be shown to a whole new audience so. well then i will say to you ryan <laughs> watch razafon it's on amazon oh yeah it, and it's it's genuinely my favorite mech show ever. I, I tell people... I give it a stab. It's, people say it's comparable to Evangelion, and I get it. The, the comparisons are there, but I do think it does a lot of the same things better. So it's it's called Razafon. Uh, it came out in 2001, and it's on Amazon. I remember having an anime news network. I th- well, I think that was the magazine uh, or something like was that. Was it New Type? 
Yeah, that was it. Yeah. New type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they 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 were I, promoting Rise of Fire like so much and all that. But yeah, I never got around to watching it. Um, it it is a personal favorite of mine. Uh, and to anyone that likes Mecha, even if you think, despite your opinion on on Mecha or Evangelion, watch Razafon instead. That that's what I'll say. It's gonna be more Kogia stuff too. Mecha. Like, come I don't on, know man. What it is about Mecha animes that I can't like? It doesn't. Like click from me for some reason. Well, Michael, it was great having you on the podcast tonight. Thank you for showing up on short notice. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the Dojo Talk podcast and what you've got going on. I know you said you had to go. Yeah, yeah. I got to wake up early for stupid work, but hopefully they don't hear that. (laughs) I feel your pain. I've had to join the waking people myself. Yes. Well, um, welcome to the world of of the daywalkers, Jackson. So yeah, uh, just real quick, uh, if if anybody out there, if you're interested in uh, mixed martial arts, uh, just type in the Dojo Talk podcast in your Googles, um, and you will find me there, um, where I rant about combat sports. It's a good time. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Serial Sensei, and follow me on Twitch at Serial Sensei. I've actually been like actively gaming. Really, I only get to play on weekends, but I've been playing Sekiro and Resident uh, Evil Two, which has been a uh, a very stressful time in my life, but you know it's a good game, so I'm, I'm sticking with it. Um, and real quick before I jet out, last uh, just some quick like video game trailers I saw that I want to give mention to uh, that my brother sent me. Um, I love Abe's Odyssey. That was one of my favorite like games coming up. That was on like the first PlayStation, I think. Um, they're coming out with another game called Oddworld Soulstorm. Um, I don't know when it's coming out. I don't think it's going to be out till like 2020. A new um, Oddworld game. That, that's oh, yeah. that's, that's right retro. Up. <laughs> yeah. Matt, the trailer looks, I mean, the trailer isn't like gameplay footage, but the trailer is just, if you love Abe, the, the trailer is going to warm your heart. It's, it's, it's awesome. And then there's another indie game. I uh, wish I knew the name of the company. Um, I think this was originally a PC game, but it's coming to the PS4. I, I want to say the Xbox 2. It's called Lone Sales. Um, if you've ever played, uh, there's a uh, indie game on PS4 called Inside, and another one called Limbo. Um, they're kind of like platformer, like puzzle games. Um, Lone Sales is gory, aren't they? Actually, no, not really. Well, well, no. There's like there's like a comic, like a dark comedic sort of situation to it. More like a gory, like G O R E Y Edward Gory. I say. Yeah, th- those because those games weren't like something I would normally play, but like I fell in love with Inside of Limbo. Those two were like two amazing games, and I saw the trailer for Lone Sales. My brother sent it to me, and it's a different uh, company, but it gave me like similar vibes. It's basically you walk around in this little train car thing, and you just you kind of go on this journey, you solve puzzles or whatever, whatever. But it's it, the game looks beautiful. Um, it doesn't have a release date yet, but it's coming out for the PS4 this year. So if you want a nice indie game, this this looks like something that'll be uh, worth your money. And if you never played Inside or Limbo, uh, go go play Inside or Limbo. They're great puzzle platformers. And you can check out Mike playing those at twitch.tv slash Serial Sensei. That's the cereal you eat, Sensei, all one word. Uh, Mike, I know you said you got to take off, so thank you so much for joining us. We'll take it from here. Uh, Jack? Uh, you had something here in the doc about getting fooled. So, so what happened, Jackson? What happened? Uh, I just wanted to note, uh, take a quick mention uh, here on analyst. 
that uh, Aikatsu Friends is going to get a second season here. And I just had a quick anecdote about uh, Zombieland Saga when I was watching it. When I was watching it, uh, streaming it, I ended up misclicking on Crunchyroll somewhere. And I ended up on a sub for Aikatsu Friends. And this is how subversive that Zombieland Saga is that they sometimes start with segments that make you, you know, fooled into thinking it's a regular idol performance. And it turns out, Oh, you know, someone's just watching it. And I must've been watching for like a good three or four minutes before I realized, wait a minute, this is a zombie land saga. <laughs> so I just wanted to bring it back to that, that either I'm extremely stupid or that's just how great zombie land saga is at, re- at subverting your expectations to where you'll watch a full three minutes of a full ass idol show. <laughs> Uh, we'll go with the latter. It's so subversive, you guys. Well, I enjoyed Zombieland Saga. That wasn't that kind of the point of Zombieland Saga, though, to to really flip expectations. Wasn't that really the point? Indeed, it was. Which is why I liked it so much that I didn't really even mind that much. I just kind of went like, Ah, Zombieland! You tricked me so much. I nearly like, did. Ah, this. you got me. You got me. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> and I did correct my mistake. And the episode that I actually meant to watch was even better than the three minutes of Icazi Friends. Mostly because I actually knew what the hell was going on. That's so important. always good. Always is good. Oh, uh, I do want to say just to point out to folks that have been uh, paying attention to all of our uh, choices for the upcoming spring 2019 anime season. We've got a little bit of a contest going on, don't we, David? We do. Uh, For everyone out there that knows, Jack is quite the exceptionally talented artiste. Uh, And our boy Axon Jackson is going to draw something for you. Uh, All you have to do is throw a premise at Jack and I of an anime that we would like. It has to be both of us. Just come up with your crazy, wacky anime idea. If you've got something from a fanfic from 2008 that that you think we might both like, throw it at us. It's all good. And if we like it, Jack will draw it. You can add us on Twitter. I'm at CallMeDJM, just at CallMeDJM. This is one of those times where you really can at me, and, and I won't fight you. And you can at Jack at Jack D Tyler D. So if you have some cool idea that you think we both might enjoy, let us know. And our boy Action Jackson just might draw it for you. Indeed. Hand-drawn art from me by yours truly. And uh, all you got to do is just let us know what crazy idea is coming up in your head. Uh, but David, it's been quite a remarkable news week in anime, I believe. It really has been. And so, uh, and, and it and has, so, I'll, I'll, I'll handle this part. Uh, it really has been some pretty good newsy, meaty stories this time on, on the old APOS. So thank you all for listening. Thanks again to Podcast Detroit and our man Ryan handling the, the production and the engineering. Ryan, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on. Uh, I think that if we come back to Podcast Detroit, uh, in the next couple of weeks, I, I think I might have to talk to the powers that be and say, yeah, we we like Ryan. We like Ryan. <laughs> I know. Once I dropped that Evangelion thing, I was like, oh, shoot. no, 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 no. 
no, no, no. That's we, your one. Appreciate the that's your one. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tally it up. So. <laughs> but we, yeah. we don't judge you because you're already there. But if I see any Ulu, Kalru, Shinji crowns or people saying that Shinji's a mood, I am adding you. I'm going to make you see that. See what the <laughs> and, new generation and... thinks of Evangelion because it's not going to be. Friends be don't pretty. let friends not gonna be what buy you think. merchandise for the Ava girls. <laughs> but that's all. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for listening to the anime podcast of some sort. We're available in iTunes. We're available in Stitcher. We're available in Apple Podcasts. And we are now available on SoundCloud and will be in the not-too-distant future. Look for it by name. That's the anime podcast of some sort wherever podcasts can be aggregated and as well at podcastdetroit.com for jack i'm david thanks for listening we'll have conversations about japanimation in the not too distant future thank you